0: What's going on Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. A quick reminder, if this is your first time listening, if you've listened before, make sure to go to the Apple Podcast app. It's purple on your phone. Hit subscribe, unsubscribe if you're already subscribed, resubscribe, Or on Spotify, hit follow. That way you get every episode notified and delivered straight to your phone. It's free. Thank you, guys. Anyways, on this episode, we're introducing a new segment called Ranked. We're also going to talk a bunch about the NBA, potentially Rookie of the Year, and much, much more. So let's get it. Blue wire. The
1: Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson, Jackson himself. He broke his ankles. Oh, by James.
0: going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant put the jumper. He oh, goes bye. And the Lakers lead. I'm out. What's up, fam? Before we get started, a quick little ad read from Untuck it. Thank you guys for being a sponsor of the podcast. Untuck it shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. It's a modern solution to an old problem with no tucking or tailing required. With more than 50 fit get your drip up combos, Untuck shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. That's abe and I. That could be you. Don't just take my word for it. Try Untuck It for yourself. Visit untuckit.com. Use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders. That's Untuckit.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. All right. What's up, fam? It's your boy Jack Settlement from Snapback Sports on Snapchat, also at J 23 because we got verified on Snapchat. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend Abe Granoff. Abe, I was talking for a while there. What's up, bro?
1: You're right. You're right. Take a deep breath. <laughs> I'm
0: kind, kind of out of breath here.
1: Take a breath, brother. But hey, we gotta pay the
0: bills. We do have to pay the bills somehow. How? That's how we give back to the fam. Congrats but-
1: on uh. What do you? What'd you get? You got verified, man. You got yeah. a little check. Don't let it go to your head. I've Not seen a blue that happen check. before.
0: On Snap, it's like a little gold star. But yeah, it, it was okay. exciting. Don't let that
1: gold star go to your head. It's like when when NFL players and and athletes get their first paycheck, they blow it on something. I would hate to see this change your ego.
0: I will always be for the fam and for you. Anyways, we are officially excited to introduce a new segment called Ranked. We've been working on this idea for a little. Shout out to our friend, John Gruden. He's been on the pod before who gave us our topic for number one episode of oh, Ranked. Oh, we're going right into it, huh? Let me explain the premise of Ranked. Yeah, we're starting off with Ranked. I think it's going to be super fun. Ranked is going to be Abe and I's rankings on a subject. So you guys are going to have an opportunity to DM us on Instagram at snapbackpod or DM... Me, Jack Settlement, at Abe underscore Granoff, and give us ideas for what we should do. So we threw around the idea of sports movies, but we ultimately decided that the first episode or the first segment of Ranked ever will be the greatest celebrations in sports. So this can be one of two things, signature celebrations or one-off celebrations. So without further ado, Abe. Wait,
1: I wasn't given all the news (laughs) to this.
0: Y- yes, you are. You literally said no. one-offs. You no, said one-offs. Yes. I know
1: what I know what I have, and I'm okay. confident with my answer. But like, What's the problem are we talking like does like cutting down the nets count or does it have to be a specific to that player or a tradition?
0: It's you know? it's specific to a player. We're okay. doing player. That's the yes. fine print. Okay, that's the fine right. print. Let me let me recap. A signature or one-off celebration by a player. Abe and I will now rank our top three favorites. Abe, your number three greatest celebration.
1: My number three greatest celebration of all time. One of the fiercest competitors ever to live. Actually debuted. Actually, this celebration went down eight years ago To this day, that's right, we're headed to the bowling alley. Pete Weber, (laughs) Hall of Fame bowler. Who do you think you are? I am. Strike to
0: claim it. A strike to claim it. And.
1: that after, I don't even know what he did. Maybe he bowled a 300, maybe he won the Super Bowl, the PBA. Who knows? literally threw a strike. But literally threw a strike. Whatever he did, he, it was warranted saying that whatever you have strived for your entire life, the man that you have become, the woman that you have become, whoever you think you are, I am. And I thought that was just one of the funniest, fiercest, especially because it came in bowling and he was mic'd up for it and everyone was going nuts. He was going crazy. But eight years ago to the day, Pete Weber uttered his famous words, who do you think you are? I am. Coming in at number three. Are we switching off or am I going right into number two?
0: We're switching off. I'm going to hop in. That's so fun. Because
1: what if you take one of mine?
0: (laughs) Well, that's just how it goes. So Abe and I have not discussed our list. We've shared a list of different ideas. This one actually wasn't on the list, so I'm glad you brought it up. I really like that one. It's really not that historic or famous. It, or dude, great, it's, just, in like my the, it's just like the funniest It's just hilarious. of all time. So, I support your pick, but my it's number three, pretty historic.
1: No, wait, it's pretty historic. If you look on defi- like all the
0: if you, ESPN if you, Instagram and everything, if we pulled the audience, like, if we the audience, you know who Pete Weber is? They would have literally no. That's
1: opinion. not fair. That's not fair.
0: <laughs> that's it's definitely the a mention of quote. history. Whatever. All right. My number three, you just kind of sparked it in my head. You mentioned the Odell Beckham peeing on the ground, acting like so a dog. funny. Which triggered mine, Randy Moss Moon, after he catches yep. the touchdown. That is one of the greatest celebrations of all time. Just because Randy was so edgy. The NFL likes to contain these players – Um, What this also reminds me of, I hope one of us, I don't, but I hope you do maybe have Ocho Cinco at some point on this list. He pretty much invented touchdown celebrations with his variety. There were so, so many, but Randy Moss takes the cake uh, with this one. Ocho Ocho Cinco, yeah,
1: he was great with the touchdown celebrations, but when you guys have a chance, go on YouTube today or tomorrow or whenever and YouTube Odell. I mean, not Odell. Uh, Chad Cinco mic'd up trash talking. It's it's like one of the most amazing videos I've ever watched. He like comes across the middle one time and tries to block Ray Lewis and he's <laughs> like, and he gets absolutely rocked and he goes to the sideline, he's mic'd up. He's like, that was Ray Lewis. I was trying to knock him out. But he got absolutely flattened. But anyway, back to ranked. Number two. little personal to me. I'll never forget where I was when I saw it. Six years old, 2002, NBA Finals, Allen Iverson in overtime, steps over Tyron Liu after hitting the baseline three-pointer in a 45-point effort to go up one nothing on what were the undefeated Lakers in the playoffs at that point. But, I mean, Allen Iverson was my guy growing up, and I'll never forget being on my – all fours literally knees and hands as a 6 year old watching this in my house and then proceeding after we won an overtime to jump in the pool out back at my house uh, it was just and just the level of disrespect that you have to show someone to to step over them and literally look them dead in the eye i mean you see people like reenacting it even to this day and it was what 18 years ago or something like that so mm-hmm. That to me, it's stuck throughout history, but just the level of disrespect just shows the fierce competitor that AI was, similar to Pete Weber. So I've got the AI step over at number two.
0: I love the AI step over. I love the disrespect. I think this one is so borderline that it makes it tough. Because of how AI almost didn't celebrate, like he really just steps over him, but it's with such a demeaning tone. Nah, the it's, he's, it's, the he a sp- it's the head down. It's the
1: head down. Staring right a minute
0: in his soul. Exactly, and shout-out Ty Lue, who would become an NBA champion coach. Shout-out
1: the Sixers <laughs> losing four straight games after that. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: all right, my number two. Also, I'm, I'll give you my logic here. But my number two is Cam Newton running in for the touchdown, oh, hitting the Superman. Why hey, is I this my number two? I thought
1: you were going to say dab.
0: Well, he did have the dad. So, it's just Cam Newton in general then, <laughs> but it's the Cam Newton Superman and the Cam Newton Dab because Cam Newton, right? Like he was inspiring a whole generation of kids and then more importantly, this was one what? of those signature sellers. What? what kind
1: of What kind of inspiration is Cam Newton to kids?
0: Dude, Cam Come Newton on. during this time period, like everyone he was Superman. He was the man, he won MVP, he was the man. But more importantly, this is one of those celebrations that became disrespectful and got under the skin of other players got on people's nerves to the point where like he would so what you're selling he would buy slowly do the Superman that people would then run up to him they would get flags so I like cam Newton Superman that was just resembling of a superhero, so that's who I had at number two.
1: Yeah, listen, listen, I'm not here to each their own, right? In in all aspects in life, to each their own. You're entitled to your own wrong opinion, but I'm not buying what you're selling with that. Okay. One. But number one, number one, I mean, as signature as it gets, this could be predictable, could be not, but I'm going with the tiger fist pump. Uh, there's nothing more classic in the entire world than Tiger's signature fist pump or whatever you want to call it, when he swings his arm through after the one at the Masters, after he hits that 60-foot putt on the playoff hole. I had a flat, uh, what were they called? Uh, Fat heads. Fat head in my apartment, senior year of college, of Tiger. Yes, it's the exact one you're thinking of in the red shirt, even though it became a staple throughout his entire career, just like subtle fist pumps here and there. But when he swings his arm through and yells when he wins at Augusta, just one of the all-time classic celebrations from a historic uh, golfer.
0: So the audience may be a little young to fully appreciate ti- to f- appreciate. I don't know. What fully appreciate out. Tiger mm-hmm. to the fullest, but yes. like
1: they still know the legend that is Tiger Woods,
0: of course. So unfortunately, it looks like you partially stole my number one. But I'm doing a super can combo you here. On the fly? <laughs> no, I'm doing a super combo here. This was, uh, you know, it's our first rank, so I feel like we can kind of just make up the rules, but. I'm doing Tiger Woods slash Kobe fist pump. So obviously different forms. No, that doesn't count. Yep, yep. it absolutely does.
1: So everyone that's done a fist pump on Planet Earth
0: gets. No, because those two have the signature fist pump. Tiger's comes from below the belt up, and Kobe's (laughs) pretty much stays at the shoulder level. Uh, It was just like when you saw that. You know they had done something right. You know they had done something great. They've done it too many times. I've seen the fist pump, fist. I think they're both fist pumps. I would say so. I went with Tiger Woods slash Kobe fist pump. I kind of cheated, that, but granted, granted, exactly. We that, that's make the gotta rules be number on one.
1: <laughs> we make the rules on this podcast. But I want. I'm gonna put out a vote on the Instagram who who had the better list. Me or Jack. Course. And I want to make my pitch as to why Jacks should be voided because we were given strict instructions.
0: Top three. Nope. Were we given? Instru- yeah. Three. I, top three.
1: And you gave two players on the bottom line.
0: <laughs> no, I gave one celebration. It just happened to encompass two uh, so athletes.
1: every person that's ever raised their fist in the air. No, nope. but something. these ones are the great. Whether addict. whether mom yelled, mom yelled downstairs, dinner's ready, and you held a fist to the sky, like you're in this. Pizza category. rolls are you're, ready. Yes, you're if you fist bump one. for that.
0: You're in my number one of celebrations.
1: What about some? Uh, let's do some. Uh,
0: so yeah,
1: what's the word? Honorable I'm, mentions.
0: I'm going to read through the list I put together just to give. Honestly, people- this
1: list wasn't great.
0: Really, I completely disagree. I think there's so many great ones. that. So before we get into the honorable mention and the list, just to spur you guys, like we're going to post on my Snap and then on Snapback Pod Instagram our rankings, but we're also going to post a graphic that lets you rank yours, and we want you to tag us in that, and we'll debate, and we'll respond, and hopefully create conversation around the greatest celebrations of all time. But like Abe was saying, a few honorable mentions slash just great celebrations. The LeBron Stomp. I'm surprised you didn't put that on your list. The Silencer. Uh, Don't call it yeah. a Stomp. It's the okay. Silencer. The Silencer. Yikes. Uh, Mellow 3 to the Dome, which I think is shadily could have been left off the list because the 3 to the Dome became a league-wide thing and then, an, and then a basketball thing, right? Like if you're playing well, yeah, in the park, so like, you hit a 3. Well, yeah, like that became do anything- iconic.
1: Right, but if you do anything in the sports world and celebrate, you usually give a fist pump too. So <laughs> you're really <laughs> hating the on a fist pump. It's just um, ridiculous.
0: This one also probably could have been on the list. Joe Horn pulls out the phone under the goalpost, and then Michael Thomas imitates it uh, years later. That you know, that one you know Joe Horn
1: called. He called his mom. Literally called his mom. That's what, like, he's epic phone.
0: It's epic. Uh, D-Lo that. ice in his veins. Russell Westbrook rocked the baby. Jamal Murray with the arrow celebration. Jordan Shrug in the NBA Finals. Harden cooking. Harden also has one that I really like that's underappreciated. Every time he like throws one down, he acts like he busts his lip on the rim and that he's bleeding. And it's also caused a bunch of anxiety for Rockets fans because it looks like he gets hurt every time. I think they're familiar. Another iconic one, Matumbo finger wave on the blocks. Love it. Love it. Russ, I forgot about this one. This one's actually a throwback to his days on the Thunder. Remember when he used to do the holster the guns when he would hit threes? I guess yep. he doesn't hit threes anymore, so that's why. Never, never Zeke, really did. Yeah, Zeke jumping in the, uh, what's it called? Oh, my God, I'm buying Salvation, uh, Salvation Army. Salvation bucket. Army bucket. That one's, yeah, that one's uh, hilarious. Dez with the X. Rogers, discount double check. Gronk Spike. And then the Jose Batista bat flip. I'm sure we're forgetting literally hundreds of we're other forgetting. ones. We're
1: forgetting Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin pretended to poop out a ball. Chad Ochocinco <laughs> with the with the putter
0: using the pylon. Yeah. Uh,
1: I guess you could include the Lambo leaf, but that's just like kind of corny.
0: Oh, and I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of Packer fans tagging us on that. But make sure to fill it out yourself. We'll have the graphics posted by the time you guys are listening to this episode. Um, but that was our first ranked. So definitely let us know who you think had the better list and then for future
1: episodes of future segments of ranked, we, I don't want to have to do like player specific every time. Let's get fun. I mentioned on the the story, like when you go to a game, your top three favorite foods that you buy, like stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, we're, we're getting creative. creative. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're saying let's get creative. And then you were like, let's do the top three movies of all time. Like that. Come on. That's That's basic. Creative. That's not crazy. You're just that's mad, literally You're just the mad most you don't basi- know any
1: sports movies.
0: No, that's literally the most basic thing ever. Like celebrations, great first topic. I'm excited for next Thursday. It's going to be on every Thursday's podcast. And hopefully, which would be cool, maybe we can get some guests to participate in the future. I don't know. Ranked, we're excited for it. Thank you guys for listening to Ranked. Let's keep it moving, though. Uh, we haven't really talked about this on the podcast. The new proposed CBA NFL rules and playoff format. You're booing? Boo. Boo. Why are you booing?
1: Because it sucks.
0: Are you why? just like – What, is, what why? is good about it? What is good about it? Well, which, what? which part? I like have a question. Seven, I have a question. Week? Yeah. I have a
1: question. There's a saying out there in the world, don't fix it if it ain't broken. What about the current playoff format? The current schedule is broken.
0: Um, Nothing. Yeah, but you you could have said the same when they added more playoff games and teams years ago. So yeah, I don't
1: remember that though. So (laughs) so my my brain can only go back so far.
0: (laughs) So, but okay. You know why I
1: hate it? Why? Am I going or are you going? Go go for it. You know why I hate it? I hate. I don't mind the extra regular season game, right? that's more of a player problem where like it's a bunch of the financials and like how will they be compensated, more risk of injury. But that's, that's not for me to discuss because I'm not a player. I'm talking solely from a fan's perspective. I hate the idea of another playoff team because it is rewarding mediocrity in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. Does it make it more entertaining that a 7-seed won't beat a 2-seed and maybe make a run at it if they come in hot? Sure, but... The NFL is at such a point where there are so many teams around the league that are so okay with not paying free agents with just skating by with just trying to just trying to make ends meet to sell tickets and to make some money. They don't actually care about winning a Super Bowl. Like the Cincinnati Bengals for for example. They're known as an organization that will not go out there and spend big money on free agents and make a splash move that could be risky but that could that could make them into a contender this new nfl format for the playoffs when you're putting in a seventh team it is rewarding mediocrity where teams can float around that eight and eight record for a few years at a time and their owners can talk it off like well we made the playoffs two out of the what past your three record years that
0: you got into the playoffs with
1: nine and seven but we won the division
0: So it's not a third wild card team. Gotcha. But anyway, so like hypothetically hypothetically, teams could have missed the playoffs in the NFC at ten and six, but nine and seven should get you in. If
1: you win the division, your division sucks.
0: Because your division sucks, you should be rewarded. Listen, I'm not
1: saying that the Eagles deserve to to win anything last year. They were awful. But I'm just saying going forward, this sets a bad example for the entire league, in my opinion where you're going to see less teams taking big risks because they can fall back on the idea that they made the playoffs two out of the last three years when they probably got bounced in the first round but barely skated in. But if you can have that floating around your head as made the playoffs, then that sounds better as a pitch to fans, like, hey, we're building something here, when realistically you're kind of just flatlining. That's that's my big problem with it is the reward of mediocrity. But... I mean, sure, you it sound gets a little like, fun. You sound
0: like old man yells at kids for being on their lawn right now. Like, what is good with you?
1: I also don't like the one person the one team buy. I don't like that. I, that I, right.
0: Okay, that's fine. So the one team buy, that makes it really tough, right? Because the two seed in I the think past that gives such an advantage
1: to the one seed every time.
0: It should, in theory, because they have to play one last game. But also, we've seen a lot of teams having success by not having the bye because they get to roll into that game against the team with the bye. But I think for the players, adding another game just seems like a lot, unless they're going to add more roster spots. But even then, the starters are going to play. I think as a fan, it makes Week 18, which it would be way more exciting. I think it op- it opens up opportunity to travel, right? Like, now if you go to London, you can stick a buy in there, and it just makes the season longer and more spread out in theory. Um, in terms of the playoff, like adding another team, it just makes the league more interesting, and I don't necessarily agree with your mediocrity. Like, the Steelers aren't a franchise of mediocrity. They would have been in the I playoffs agree. the last— they would have made the playoffs every year under this new format— in the past, right, but seven let me name. Years, let me name a crazy. few
1: teams that. All right. So when I said that, let me name a few teams that come to mind when I think about that: the Cincinnati Bengals, the Detroit Lions. The... Okay, but
0: those teams aren't. So first of all, I think the Bengals slander is a little weird. Like, yes, they never want to play. It's not slander. It's just,
1: I'm just using an example. I'm just using. an no, example. No, no,
0: but I'm saying in general, there's been a lot of Bengals slander lately because like people think Burrow doesn't want to play there, which he is being slightly weird about. But like, no, he just they, said they yesterday he just said yesterday he would play wherever he goes exactly that if you're from ohio your statement should be i get to go play in ohio for a team that i grew up around maybe he was a okay, brown fan brother, i don't know he's a fan
1: listen brother nobody wants to live in ohio for the rest of their lives
0: i mean he's from ohio so i would imagine he does have an appreciation for that city listen, but listen
1: bro i'm from i'm from new jersey listen, bro, you think I would listen, want to get paid million dollars to pay to play for the New Jersey Devils. If I was a hockey player, no, it's New Jersey. What?
0: I'm saying I'm from New. You wouldn't. Do I want to
1: play for my hometown, New Jersey
0: Devils? Well, for millions of dollars and to be the first pick, I think you would be very excited.
1: I think he is excited as well. I think you're taking no
0: because his statement yesterday was like, I I won't not not play for the Bengals. Like, what's that mean? Like, what what does that mean? You're you're you're
1: looking too much into it
0: really because it's like the conversation around the media landscape all across sports is why okay. burrow oh, is man. non-committal don't,
1: don't, don't throw the, don't throw the m-word on us don't I mean, throw I'm the i'm just
0: saying you're <laughs> ignorant and not paying attention to anything <laughs> if you're I'm not paying attention okay. I, I understand the conversation so is excited for the Bengals?
1: i think he's i think he's a ball player ready to play some football
0: okay Moving on from this topic, because the Combine's going on this week, I've seen a lot, specifically from Jamel Hill and on Twitter, about the question of Jalen Hurts and him denying that he should play any position other than quarterback. And I I understand they try to make it a race thing because they asked Lamar Jackson to play wide receiver, and he's obviously had a ton of success. Jamel Hill
1: tries to make everything a race thing.
0: She absolutely does. So my question is... How do you feel about the question being posed to Jalen Hurts? Because in my opinion, like, yes, Lamar Jackson won a Heisman Trophy and was absolutely explosive in the – I don't see that when I see Jalen Hurts. When Jalen Hurts got into Big 12 play this season and it wasn't, like, too stiff a defensive competition and he was in a Lincoln-Riley offense, he was not impressive throwing the football. He's not an impressive runner. Which makes me think, like, how would he even be an elite athlete at a different position? But, like, I don't think it's crazy to ask some of these athletes to play a different position and find it disrespectful. It's not like Jalen Hurts is receiving first round or or second round grades. Like, I don't see him being a good quarterback ever in the NFL. And there's nothing to do with his race or his color or anything like that. I just don't think he's a good passer of the football.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it's a big deal that people are asking these questions. Like, like Julian Edelman, clearly, clearly they clearly these wide NFL, clearly these NFL scouts see something in you that they think that you could be utilized elsewhere. I don't think it's like like the, Everyone's making it a race thing, which is absolutely absurd to me. Like Jalen Look hurts. Look at Taysom flat Hill. Right, Jalen hurts. Flat out said, "Listen." I'm a team player first, but I'm a quarterback. That should be the end of it. In my opinion, that should be the flat end of it. Like he said, I understand, but I'm a quarterback, so that's what I'm going to play. And if he can't play with play as a quarterback in the NFL, I'm pretty sure he'll live with the live with the consequences or maybe if it doesn't work out, then he goes to a different position. Like we've right. seen crazier things, but like to say that this kid to immediately change up what this kid has been doing the past like 17 years and faulting him for it like I don't blame Jalen Hurts at all for saying no F off like I'm a quarterback but like if a scout sees something they're trying to do what's best for their organization they're not trying to come at you as a person or anything they're just posing the question I don't think it's anything to make a big deal out of Jalen Hurts flat out said no I'm gonna play quarterback because I'm a quarterback and that's that
0: I'm in agreement and Bill Polian obviously gets a ton of flack for what he said about Lamar and then Lamar's MVP and obviously, we know Lamar Jackson is my guy, but it's Lamar is su- such an elite runner of the football and such an elite athlete that if you look at his rookie year, like yes, he could throw, but he was like not an NFL standard quarterback by any level, and he improved year over year to just making drastic improvements that honestly no one could have projected. Uh, not even yeah, myself. NFL <laughs> NFL
1: player NFL player development is is a real thing so right. let's pump the brakes so, on trying to I'm trying to turn these guys
0: right so i think let's pump the brakes but let's also understand that okay maybe a scout sees his speed and strength and he could be a great tight end and his understanding of the offense and all that stuff but i think like it, it's not necessarily a race thing all the time Taysom hill did it edelman did it I mean, Hogan it's, it's, didn't it's, it's even a play. Cl- it's a
1: click. It's a clickbait thing, is what yeah, it is. The it is. the M words out there.
0: Yeah. So I don't want to give nah, the couldn't m- couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. <laughs> the media too much love. Um, all right, let's hop into the NBA for a little. Let's start with the news of Benjamin Simmons announced out indefinitely. I believe I said it first uh, when it when we first talked about it on Monday Mailbag. I said. Abe, would it surprise you if Ben was out for the season? It feels weird. We didn't have that much info. Then Woj kept tweeting literally just nothing, just characters. Uh, But then he was finally announced out indefinitely. Indefinitely is the scariest word in sports in terms of injury. And the only injury to have indefinitely that is the worst is a back. So tell me from a Sixers point of view how you're feeling.
1: How I'm feeling. Scared shitless. (laughs) Um, because though there have been points in the season where I'm ready to throw in the towel and I think you can't do it, I still do believe that with the amount of talent that the Sixers have, they can figure it out down the stretch. But if you do not have Ben Simmons on your team, I understand with the one game he was out since Milwaukee, Joel Embiid put up a career high. He did it against the Atlanta Hawks. Let's pump (laughs) the brakes, everybody. Um, We haven't seen him be able to do that on a consistent basis. We saw it in the Clippers game right before the all-star break but then we didn't see it against milwaukee right after the all-star break so it's a level of consistency with him obviously he's the best big man in the game there's no denying that but when it comes to making a championship run like i'm not i'm not talking about a second round exit and calling a successful season i said it from the start and it still stands true now the sixers are an nba finals or bust team that's why you pay these guys. That's why you bring all this talent together. And if they don't do that, the season is a fail. And there is no hope of any of that happening if Ben Simmons is sidelined for the rest of the year. So to to Woj's point, to Woj's tweet, they tweeted indefinitely out for two week or whatever out for two weeks, reevaluated in two weeks. The famous last words, if you're a Philadelphia fan, reevaluated in fill in the blank. But uh, so it seems like they're just gonna what they said yesterday is. We're going to see what happens over these next two weeks. We don't really know the severity of it, and then we'll go from there. So to me, in my pessimistic brain, that means, listen, we're going to try a few things, and hopefully we don't have to have surgery, but we may have to have surgery. And back surgery in a 23-year-old will cause me to lose sleep at night. Um, Ben Simmons, since he's been in the NBA, has proven to be one of the most reliable players in terms of health, rarely missing games, but this is a scary injury. Uh, They're saying nerve impingement. I had to take to Google with that. I noticed that Kyrie's injury that that he had surgery for was shoulder impingement, nerve impingement, where it really just means you have a pinched nerve, and no one really knows the severity of it, but it seems like the way these guys are tweeting that it's going to be a little bit more than two weeks. For me, a best-case scenario, it's a month. We can get them for... I don't know seven or eight games down the stretch leading into the playoffs, and he's good to go game one. But uh, I'm nervous, man. I'm very nervous, and I it's I think it's fair to say that if he is done for, I'll be throwing in the towel like like uh, Deontay Wilder's corner.
0: I um, which sucks,
1: which really does stink because if I wasn't the-
0: in a good mood, I'm very close to using the D word on the Sixers. I, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I'm, yeah, it's fair. I, I'm very, very close. I think, like you said, it's just the level of talent that is like the reason I call the Browns dead week two is because the organization and the coaching from the start was just a mess, and we knew it would be a mess. And um, like no, the, don't, that don't talent, look too
1: much further. The organization and the coaching on this team. But, is but you're not the Browns, too. right? You're I know, not the Browns.
0: I so I can't call you dead yet, but. Yeah, we're definitely a Ben Simmons' tweet away from, or a Woj tweet about Ben away from being like he's out for the season. Um, it just it just doesn't feel like the Sixers' year. Who knows? The East is fairly wide open. I want to talk we're, about
1: that. I want to talk about it because let's talk about last night. Yeah, so, so Raptors Bucks. Morning. Raptors
0: yeah. Bucks. Um, I mean, they, listen,
1: they Milwaukee is beatable. Milwaukee is. But, beatable. okay,
0: okay, that's a great. I'm glad you mentioned that. Mark Stein tweeted, we are 100 days away from the NBA Finals, which is super exciting. And he said, for the first time in God knows how long, we have no clue who's going to play in the NBA Finals from either conference, which is, Correct. it's and it's that recency bias of like, the Bucks are the best team, but they're beatable. That's kind of like how the NBA works, at least in one conference. There's always been dynasties and dominant teams, but like... That's how the league works. <laughs> like There shouldn't be a team that just walks to the finals like LeBron in the East or like the Warriors have been in the West. So for right. you to say the Bucks are the best team and they're beatable, yes, that's how it should be. With that being said, the Bucks are by far the best team in the East. The one thing that you could argue is that because the Bucks give up a lot of three-pointers, that makes them susceptible in the playoffs. And I want to squash the narrative. I think I'm going to get on the, the train early and get on it now. Everyone says, you get into the playoffs, you can lock down on Giannis, you can pack the paint, you can do whatever. Like, it's not that easy. LeBron has ruined the way we look at the NBA because of how easy he's made it seem to get to the finals. Every year, over the past three years, Giannis has gone to the playoffs and advanced another round. So this year, he's now due for the NBA Finals. They have the best team. I think they're going to take their experience and make the adjustments and understand what's coming at them. He's like what, 24, 25 years old. Like he's super young. I think this is the year they finally push through and make it to the finals.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the hottest of takes considering that they're on pace to win 70 games. But the way exactly. I see it, the way I see it um I don't know. You you pass Who the beats pain them? On so, because the because you keep
0: saying, you keep saying that they're beatable and then the only team you've mentioned and this is via text message is the Sixers so Sixers aside, like you don't think the Raptors, Celtics? I think Heat I don't think that I do not beat... think I do not think the Celtics can
1: beat them. I do not think the Heat can beat them. I think the right. Raptors, the Raptors See, have a crazy puncher's talk. chance. I think crazy. I think crazy. the Raptors have a puncher's chance with the size, the skill on defense, the experience, and the coaching. Because
0: they might have you a... look
1: at you look at the Boston Celtics who are that's not beautiful most...
0: to me though. That's not like like. Yes, they're not guaranteed to go to the finals, but I think if they get into a series against the Raptors, my number two, and they've progressed, and you called them. I think we both agreed we didn't think they would be like this. I'm higher on them. I think the Celtics are the second most dangerous team in the East right now.
1: They're they're playing very well, and Jason Tatum is going absolutely berserk. But that team for me... Is a little too wing heavy and wing dominant come playoff time. Are they going Mm, to be able to bend down low with other teams? Maybe. I I don't think that's what you want.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do want wings. That's what wins in the league.
1: Right, but. They're susceptible on defense because they don't have that size. I don't think they can match up well with some of the other teams. They're just going to have to hope to run and score on so you throughout in the, the East, entire playoffs. Who,
0: so in the East, sure, like, it's a matchup thing. So maybe Embiid gives the Celtics a lot of issues. But outside of Embiid, like the Raptors, Gasol's kind of a stretch five. Ibaka's kind of a stretch. The Bucks That's rebound. Great. Yeah, yeah, the Gasol is, is one of the
1: most key defenders for the Toronto Raptors. Totally.
0: The, the Bucks rebound unbelievably, there's without a doubt, which will give the Celtics issues. But it's not like they're going to post up Brook Lopez and give him problems. Like, right, they're, they're going to post stick. up
1: Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right.
0: I mean, no one can stop Giannis. <laughs> so right. it doesn't really matter for that situation. But, but when
1: you have the size to throw at him, it helps. Who has the size? That's what I'm saying. The Sixers yeah, guess, do. And the Raptors do.
0: Yeah, but the Sixers are... Do... Yeah, do, um, Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say, more I think this is a fun question to, to propose. If you had to pick one team to make the NBA finals from either conference, like and, and we could rank them, we're not going to do ranked again, but, and you could rank them, I would put Bucks as my most confident to make the finals.
1: You're really putting me in a bad position here.
0: Because you know that's correct.
1: Not necessarily.
0: Okay, so argue it with me because you know it's. It's correct. not an
1: argument. I want to wait to see what happens in the next two weeks. <laughs> I, I just want to wait and see what happens. All right, right now, as it stands on February twenty sixth, yes, the Milwaukee Bucks look like they have the best chance to make the NBA finals because they don't have to out of go the up whole against, league. Out of the whole out league. of the whole league because they don't have to go up against Kawhi Leonard. But I, I love the Lakers, man. I love the Lakers. Alright, all let's segue say.
0: into that and let's <laughs> yeah, let's close with that. So Zion went to LA. Jack's bet of the day got back on track. Zion had twenty nine two other free night. throws which gave Bad
1: beat the other night. Oh my
0: god. Back to back bad beats.
1: what did you have? The Brooklyn we one had, and what else?
0: I had the Nuggets minus thirteen. They're up they're up first of all, they're up eighteen with a minute left, and they're up fourteen with five seconds left and they foul uh I think Okoge or someone with, like, three seconds left on the clock. He makes both. And then the Nets were up 19 in the first half, and they lose outright. But we're back on track. Zion had 29. He missed two free throws with a minute to go, which gave Lakers fans free. I believe it's Taco Bell, maybe Chick-fil-A. So he was very nice to them for that. But (laughs) LeBron, fountain of youth, had 40 season-high um, he, the Lakers are undefeated. I think they're like 17 or out When he scores 30 plus, he leads the league in assists. He's still very good, man. He's, he's still very good. The guy, we I gotta stop. Away? We gotta
1: stop taking for granted. We gotta stop taking for granted what
0: we're seeing and what okay. LeBron James is doing. We know because we we'll never he's the second best, ever best player of all again. time, and he's we the understand best player that, of all time, and he's the second best player of all time, and we the appreciate best player that. Of all time. And he's really, really good. He's almost the best player of all time. He's the best player of all and time. And but with that being said, and how great he is this year, and it looks like he'll have his legs for the playoffs. And he's, you know, he's not playing a crazy amount of minutes. The Lakers aren't that good. I'm here to tell you, the Lakers. If you want to talk about beatable, man, when the Clippers and I, I don't. How think do you beat the, the Lakers? Won't. How do you beat the Lakers? Well, first of all, Anthony Davis. Give me one on one. Anthony Davis does not like physical contact. One, he gets injured way too often. He got injured trying to block a shot last night. And two, he was getting bumped all over the place by Zion. Obviously, Zion's a bully. What happens in the playoffs? The game gets physical, and AD's little fancy-pants style on the perimeter may not fly as much. And then, when things get tighter, shooting windows get tougher, uh, ball pressure gets higher, the crowd gets louder— the role players oh, for the Lakers, God. Caruso, yeah, it was awesome. He blocked Lonzo Ball's shot last night. It was electric. He had a no-look pass. Alex Anthony Caruso, Davis
1: also had 6 blocks.
0: Alex Caruso <laughs> Alex Caruso will be literally irrelevant in the playoffs. Rondo's been terrible. Avery Bradley will be a shell of, of life in general. They're just not that good. They're way too dependent on Brown and AD. And look, that's not a horrible problem to have, but if they <laughs> run into the Clippers if they run to the Clippers, there's no doubt in my mind that the Clippers will beat them, obviously, having if they're fully healthy, which I expect them yeah, to no,
1: be. Yeah, no, I totally dis- totally disagree with you because I think everyone outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis knows their exact role on the team, and they fit that role well, right? Danny Green mm. has been a sharpshooter in the playoffs, even though he hasn't had a great year. Danny Green has been a sharpshooter in the playoffs for several championship organizations in his career, um, we saw that last night. He lit it up, even though it was just a regular season game. Uh, Avery Bradley is there to, to strap down on defense. They have the size to bang down low with people to come off the bench. Just picked up Markeith. Kuzma's going to get a little bit more run at the wing, at wing positions. I have to play a, I have to play the power forward, not have to play a power forward position. The Lakers have everything they need, and they're leaning on the backbone of two, um, top five MVP candidates and top five players in the world, not to mention the greatest player ever to touch planet Earth. So yeah, I think they'll be just fine.
0: I like how you mentioned that uh, MJ was in Space Jam, the only Space Jam that's released. So he's touched the entire universe. So that's why he's the greatest player in the history of the universe. Uh, anyways, put Kawhi Leonard on LeBron James. I am ex- if, if they do that, that will be probably the most exciting matchup that we've seen in a very very long time. It's 100%, LeBron 100%. at thirty five playing point guard, leading the league in assists versus what we consider to be the guy, the killer, the robot in Kawhi Leonard. The, the only
1: thing I hope, the only thing I hope is that right now the Rockets are only one game back of the three seed where the Clippers are right now. I really don't want to see a situation where the Lakers and the Clippers have to play in the Western Conference semis. Right? I don't because mind you get that. that one. I, like, I, don't, I mean, league, I mean, you know? seeing yeah, I know seeing them play in general is great, but um, in terms of on the biggest stage, the Western Conference Finals, like I don't know, it's just what everyone wants to see. Yeah,
0: I think. Plus, I think the small are...
1: ball Rockets would be fun versus the Lakers. The-
0: I agree. I think that's a bad matchup for the Lakers. I think it's a great matchup for the Clippers. I think the Clippers would have no problem with them. Um, But the Lakers, because of JaVale and Dwight and AD, he can guard the perimeter. And honestly, LeBron. LeBron doesn't like to be stretched like that. So, um, I don't know. I'm definitely team Clippers. You're team Lakers. As long as the Clips are healthy, we are definitely in for it. Any last thoughts, Abe?
1: As long as the Sixers are healthy, we are in for it, baby.
0: (laughs) All right, Snapback fam. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. Make sure to get involved with our new rank segment. DM us, give us your thoughts, your rankings, your new ideas for next Next Thursday's episode. Next
1: time they hear from me, next time they hear from me, I'll be a year wiser.
0: That's correct. Happy birthday to Abe. His birthday is on Friday. Uh, Any big wishes? Ben, please, please, Ben. It's <laughs> my right, Kobe year,
1: which means please. that I'm up for probably a max a max contract soon in the NBA. What about in the podcasting world? Um, I don't. I want to keep those discussions internal, in house. Um, okay. But Max, I'm approaching my prime in the NBA, rookie contract in the NFL, so maybe I'll hold out for the next year. Uh, that's how that works. MLB, I can get paid for it. You're probably still in single D. A.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Alright. Alright, Snapback fam, awesome. much love. Peace. Peace.